the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Michael Balco Show. Today, I am super excited to announce my guest. Our guest for today is Mike Mitchell, who is a running back and defensive back who reopened his recruitment recently following a season at Temple. Welcome to the show, my man. And uh, first and foremost, bro, we're going to we're gonna have to rep your hometown. So tell us about your your hometown and just kind of rep your area code real quick. What makes it so special? <laughs> well, first, I'm going to start by saying thanks for having me for sure. But uh, hometown is in the Poconos, Pocono Mountain in Pennsylvania, 570. I went to uh, Pleasant Valley High School, uh, moved to the Poconos from Jersey when I was about five or six. Uh, I lived in West Orange, New Jersey. And, uh, but I did most of my, all my elementary, all my high school, all my middle school, all at uh, Pleasant Valley in the Poconos. So 570. That's what's up. I'm also a Pennsylvania boy right now, at least. I've lived all over the country, but I'm out here in Erie. So I know where you're at. <laughs> Eerie, that doesn't seem far. No, I don't really I, heard of that. I don't think it is too far. I mean, it's a relatively solid city. I mean, it's like it's like biggish, but like not too big, so it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. So uh tell us about your recruiting process out of high school and kind of what kind of schools were showing interest in you. Well, out of high school, I had I had so many schools, it just I didn't have the grades. Like I remember it was UCLA, Baylor, North Texas. Rutgers, Pitt, JMU, Ole Miss, uh, Temple. It was so many different schools. But, like, I didn't have the uh, the GPA requirement. I don't know if I mentioned Rutgers. But uh, I remember in West Virginia, it was just a lot of schools that was talking to me, a bunch of them, James Madison and Pittsburgh. I got an article about JMU, Pittsburgh, and uh, Ole Miss all really wanted to take me. But uh, I didn't have the, the 2.3. I, I was, like, point two off or something like that yeah. so then I had to go to a junior college I had a lot of juco juco offers and I had went to Iowa Western out of high school because I saw they were like ranked like top three juco in the nation and played in the national championship like the pre like the prior year yeah um so you just kind of mentioned it you spent two years at the juco level two different teams um kind of what was that experience like and is it how similar was it to like what you see on like Netflix with like last chance you like, was it like that or kind of what was your experience like? Uh, well, the last chance you, I've only seen the first uh, two seasons of last chance you, I didn't really watch the only episode I ever watched the last chance you season three was the episode that we were on Iowa Western. When we beat Indy like the first episode, 70 to 21. You were um, on that team. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> we, 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 we cooked, we killed Indy that year. Um, I want to say that it's not the Iowa Western was like a great junior college. It's like probably better than every college, like, like probably almost every college I've seen, like the facilities, the way they treat the players Like you don't, you don't get treated like you were in Juco. And like, it was like a whole different atmosphere. It was just, and we were like mad close to Omaha, Nebraska, only like a 10 minute drive because we were on the borderline of Iowa. So Iowa Western was a great, was a great Juco, but I made the transfer to ASA because Iowa was just so far from home and I was just not like being out there in the middle of nowhere just wasn't for me. And then like, I already had like built up a name for myself where I'm like, I could go transfer JUCOs because uh, ASA is only like an hour and 20 minutes from home. And like all my family could come to all my games. Like 
Like I knew I knew how easy it was to make it out of JUCO, and I had a good GPA from Iowa, so I'm like, I'm just going to transfer to a JUCO way closer where I could always go home. Because in Iowa, I wasn't really home for Thanksgiving, or like I was never just going to be home. But uh, ASA JUCO, now that, that's a lot like worse than last chance you. ASA, we were like sleeping on a bunk bed with like three other people in the room, so it's like four of us, and we're in a tiny, tiny, tiny room, and I got three roommates, and we all share like we all have bunk beds. And that was, that was, ASA was pretty rough. It was like rats and roaches everywhere, like in the rooms, in the, throughout the whole building. Yeah, ASA was like, that was like the hood. Damn, that's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, you know, you, you came to Temple, you were preferred walk-on, which is just incredible by itself, really. Um, And you were, you were getting ready to see some playing time. You know, you suffered a tragic, super tragic injury, bro. Uh, so tell us about your injury and then how it directly impacted your life. All right. So when it first happened, like it was, I think it was the first day of full pads, actually, like the first day of full contact. We were full pads earlier that week, but it was the first day we were going hitting. Yeah. And I had, I had some crazy run beforehand where like, I scored and like, I had, uh, I guess like I had ran over the start and safety. And then like, I guess the defense was just all like, no, Mike, go up again, go up again, go up again. They all wanted me to go up again because, like, I had just scored on the play before, and all, the, the defensive coaches were just yelling at the defense, like, how, how bad the defense was doing. So then, like, i say two, three reps later, I went up. And, like, it was, like, the first-string defense, and it was, like, probably four-string offense out there. Like, it was all, like, non-starter receivers out there, like, third, fourth group. So it's like a screen drill. I go do it, run to the right. I get hit by IGM and then like my leg got one leg got caught in the air and the other one got stayed on the ground. And the leg that stayed on the ground was the ACL that I tore. I tore that in both meniscuses. Damn. Uh, but it was, it was bad because I, my offensive coordinator was calling me like, like once a week, every summer, making me do zoom calls and zoom calls. And like, I was one of the starting returners. It was me and blue. We were two back. Like I was first on the depth chart, me and blue. I was the other starting returner. And like my offensive coordinator had installed a couple of packages where I was in. He was like, the goal was to, like trying to get me the ball in like five to six times in space. So I knew I was getting a lot of game action this year. Like I was like, well, I'm about to get put on scholarship. Like it's about to be a, a great year. Like everything's about to start happening. And like, I just happened to get injured. And when I got injured, it seemed like I was in a dark place for a while. Cause it was like, it's the first time I ever been like injured in my life like that. Like besides like little ankle sprains and little like tweaks and like stuff like that. But was my first major injury and like I was in a dark I was in a dark low spot at the time like like low thoughts and not in good spirits didn't really go to class for like the first week or two because like at that point football was like all I really knew so when that hit me like that like I mean my family came up to see me but like my close friends did but like they just they lived like all the way in the Poconos so like when they weren't really here kind of really didn't have them I felt like I was like alone in like a dark dark spot like just like my friends were at school but like it was like different like I didn't want to go back to the facilities I didn't want to like see nobody playing football like I just didn't want to watch football didn't want nothing to do with football for at least like the first two three weeks of the injury when it happened I just felt like I was in a low low place like everything was like going perfect and then everything was just stripped away from me yeah I think you know even for non-athletes I think everybody kind of has that one moment in life and then you know it ends up being like one of your biggest pieces of adversity and then you, you grow from it and it makes the story that much better um, regardless mm-hmm. whether you're an athlete regardless of what it is um, so 
I know you made a very emotional and passionate post about like, you know, entering the transfer portal and all of that. How tough of a decision was that? I know you were really close with some of your coaches at Temple. So kind of what led into that decision? And um, yeah, just kind of how's that process going? Well, it was like a really, uh, knowing I got hurt and like knowing like the position switch, like thinking I was going to play DB because I know we brought in like two, three other people. I'm like, my injury, like, I was going to – I don't get cleared until about July. So I wasn't going to be able to, like, be in, like – like, like when I made the transition to corner, my uh, – I was, like, last on the depth chart because it's a new switch. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to miss all the spring ball. I'm going to miss, like, almost half the summer. I'm going to be ready, like, right when camp starts. But that wasn't going to, like, be enough. And, like, my coaches, like, some other situation happened where, like, these people had like uh, robbed some football players. Like they had like robbed some of my close friends on the team. So like, and like all the stuff that was going on in Philadelphia, like with that whole robbery, that situation that happened to us. So I was like, all right, I'm about to just get up out of here. Like that was like the final straw where I'm like, all right, I'm about to just, I'm about to just leave the school, spoke to my family about it, talked to my one coach in Fonte and then coach Carey. And like, they thought it was, was best for me. And like coach Carey said the same thing. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna enter my name in the portal. I'm going to just go, go on and see what happens from there. Yeah, for sure. And it's never an easy decision, you know, and it's just it's kind of a series of unfortunate events, you know. Mm -hmm. So you've gone through all this adversity just so early into your football career, like into your life, you know. You've, you know, you've already been to two JUCOs. You know, you had hella offers at the D1 level out of high school. You know, you suffered an injury. Kind of who has been, maybe not just one person, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's whatever, just who's kind of been there in your corner this entire time? Like, who have you kind of leaned to, turned to? Or maybe, like, if is there, like, a an artist, like, a, maybe a musician or something like that that you kind of leaned on and turned to? Something along the lines of that. Like, who's just kind of – what have you been doing to keep your head – keep your head on and keep your head up and forward and pursuing your dreams still? So, like, I would say – I'm going to go in the order from, like, in the, my parents, my mom and dad has been, like – the closest to like they've been keeping me going like it's just always like like when I first transferred to Juco they wanted me to do that though but when I first did that I was like my parents was with me like they came on the business with me they came to Iowa with me came to New York City with me and like came to Temple with me uh so like my parents have mostly been in my corner the most like that always made me like always help guided every decision I made was always the ones who's there for me and my two my two close friends I got back at home uh Mello and Justin and my other boy, Ja, like, they've always been with me uh, the whole process, like, keeping me humble, keeping me motivated. And they were, like, there for me the most when I got hurt. Like, just tell me, like, if anybody's going to come back from it, it's going to be you. And, like, with their, like, the athleticism you have, like, just, they was just always in my corner. And then music, man, I got to say, Rod Lee, the NBA young boy, has helped me so much in this process, man. I, don't, I think the Juco NBA young boy was, like, my favorite artist. Like, he got, like, um, he got me through everything. Like, like NBA, anytime I had a bad mood, I listened to this song. Anytime I was mad at somebody, I listened to this song. Anytime I was like having a good day, I listened to this song. NBA Youngboy, he was that dude from like 20, 2017 to 2019. And then Rod Wave hit the scene for me in like 2020. Like my like end of first year at Temple, second year at Temple, Rod Wave was just he just took over. Yeah. And that's yeah music bro the power of music is just special bro like <laughs> it's insane like you can be in a like, you can be in your feelings dog but like, you hear that one song and you're just like bro fuck feelings like it's lit now <laughs> but uh 
How would you best describe what you're going to bring to your next school and your next football team? I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be so hungry. Like the, the goal that I got, I just like my whole life, I just always wanted to be the best like football player ever. And, like I watched like growing up watching like Tavon Austin and Saquon and Odell, all their highlight tapes and like, like Tyreek Hills, like all their highlight tapes. Like I know, like I used to watch them on TV. Like, yo, I, like I know I can do that for a fact. Like, like I'm going to be that person who gets highlights where those kids watch my highlight tapes. So like, and like, I always knew, like, since I was a kid, I'm going to go pro. Like I'm going to go to the NFL. So I've always had like, not to sound like uh, arrogant or anything, but I always had like a, a, a athleticism that most kids just didn't have. So like growing up, I was always like the most athletic one. Like I was always like, a freak athlete when it came to track and field, football and basketball. So like at my next school, I just know I'm going to bring, like, I'm going to be humble, going to do what it takes to do in the classroom, get on the field, do what I got to do. And I'm just going to grind to get to the league. Hopefully, like, hopefully I can leave this year, depending on how good the year is, ball out, go crazy, trying to bring my team a national championship. Wherever I go, I'm trying to win a national championship. So if it's FCS, I want to win a national championship at the FCS level. If it's F FBS, I want to win it at the FBS level. The only difference is if I ended up in a group of five FBS, you're not going to go to a national championship game. But so I, I, we're going to win that. Whatever bowl game or group of five game we're going to go to. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're about to enter the rapid fire segment. You don't have to answer them quick, but this is just going to allow people to get to know you on a more personal level. So okay. first and foremost, give me your top three artists you're bumping pregame. Rod Wave, NBA Youngboy, and Lil Dirt. All right. All right, you about to fuck some shit up out there. <laughs> All right, would you rather fight an alligator or a grizzly bear and why? I'd rather fight an uh, alligator because I feel like an alligator, an alligator I could low-key run from. I could get behind it. A grizzly bear, I I, I got no hope against a grizzly bear. Grizzly, I, I've done studies on them. A grizzly bear is about, they get to like 15 or 30 feet or something like that when they stand up. They got the biggest paws. If that thing gets one slap clean on me, his paws going deep. I might be dead on the first cut. An alligator doesn't got no paw, like no like claw. Like it's only got teeth that could really do something to me. So if I could just get behind an alligator, you could choke it. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. I need to step up that question, bro. I've asked it to everybody, and every single time they say alligator. All right. Yeah. All right. Would you rather be physically stronger than most people in the world, or would you rather be able to fly? At will just whenever whenever you want just be able to fly i'd rather be able to fly at will oh man it depends on the speed if i could fly like a fast dude i could i could i could get from point a to point b so whenever i want to go on a trip to like miami la vegas new york city i could be there quick flying but get to all my destinations i won't need a driver's license won't ever need a car i i i choose flying easily because physical strength you can work on you could be in the weight room and you could you could work on that Flying, nobody can do that. That is true. That's a good point. All right, last one. Because you play both running back and DB. So, got to ask it. Would you rather score on the ground, you know, take that little little tutty real quick, or uh -huh. would you rather snag a pick in the end zone, keeping the other team, you know, erasing their points off the board? Uh, so, you're like, you're ending their drive. They're in the red zone. You pick it off in the end zone. Which one would you rather do? Take points I'd off rather. the board, or would you rather put points on the board? I'd rather I'd rather get a pick six. I'd rather I'd go with the defensive interception because that's not common. A pick six is not that's not an easy thing to do, and especially if you're imagine you're playing a Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, and it's a him. 
and you pick off like a Tyreek Hill in the end zone, pick six, not not everybody's doing that. So I'd, I'd rather have a pick six. For sure, for sure. I agree. For some reason, bro, I don't know what it is. Getting an interception is like 100 times better than scoring a touchdown sometimes, mm-hmm. bro. It's just crazy. It's just like, all right, like you – not only did you make a play, but like you just hurt their feelings too. Like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Turnover. <laughs> Facts. Turnover chain. Touch, get the, the touchdowns belt. are coming like high school. Touchdowns was mad fun in high school, but a pick – I don't think – a pick six is just as – I don't know what's better between a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. That is true. I don't know. I think I just prefer pick six, bro, because then you get the ball, and it's just like such a spur-of-the-moment thing, bro. Fumbles, you got to mm-hmm. fight for it, probably break a finger, hurt your feelings, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Get some 320-pound offensive lineman laying on your ass, bro. It's just – it's sweaty. Nah, nah, I'll take the pick. <laughs> who's the best player you've ever played with and against in your entire Saquon, life? Saquon Barkley. You played with Saquon, Saquon Barkley? Uh, played him in high school twice. Damn. Uh, well, not, well, the first time I played him, uh, I was a freshman. He was a junior. And I think he had, like, three or four touchdowns. It was a playoff game. And they beat us. Like, they beat us by, like, two touchdowns. And then the second time we played him, the first play of the game, it was a 97-yard touchdown on the very, very first play of the game. So I think he dropped a he dropped the kickoff return out of bounds at like the three-yard line or whatever the heck happened. And then the first play of the game, 97-yard touchdown, bro. He had like five, four or five touchdowns that game. Was he like their entire team? Kind of, yeah. Like every, the whole they they had another nice player, it was the quarterback, and then they had a good like fullback who went to Lehigh, I want to say. But he he that man he had like two three sacks that game two at linebacker oh damn who's the yeah, best you've he, ever played with with uh played with um i want to say at my junior college uh it was two of them both two of the same players Ky- kyle himby and kai loxley kai loxley okay. was probably the best live quarterback i've ever seen he won like a Juco, Juco Offensive Player of the Year and Juco MVP when I was in Iowa Western. He was like the he was like the Cam Newton to Juco, like when Cam Newton was on Auburn. He was like, he was like the best player, like quarterback live that I seen him. And on and on defense, it was Kyle Hemby. Kyle was like one of the best safeties, like, like the best safety I've seen. He's at Southern Miss right now, entered his name in a draft, but he was like, he was the best defensive player I played with. And then uh, Kyle, Kyle Loxley was easily, easily the best offensive player I've, I've played with. He was nasty. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, how would you define success? Like in your own words, maybe it's, you know, a lot of people define it as like winning accolades, stuff like that. How would you define success? I define it as in like uh, when you're successful, when I look at it as if when you're wealth, like, all right, this is how I always like looked at it. When you're when you're wealthy, no, when you're rich, you're balling. But when you're wealthy, your kids is balling. So I look at it when you're successful, your kids are successful and everyone around you is successful. Like you've made it, but everyone around you's made it out. Like you've impacted everyone else's life. So that's how I that's how I see what being successful is. Like I'm not just balling, I made everyone around me balling. Yeah, for sure. That's that's always the best too, bros. Whenever like you know, like you surround yourself with your friends, you guys kind of just come up together and then you see the whole squad eating, you know, just like, mm-hmm. you know, just like, for example, like your boy, Josh, you know, and my boy, Josh, you know, our friend, Joshua Victor, and 
friend of the show. You know, he's been he's been mm-hmm. doing his thing. He's been grinding, bro. And so now he's just like connected me to you, bro. And you're doing your thing. You're grinding. I'm grinding. We're all grinding, bro. The whole squad. Mm-hmm. Here, bro. That's going to be the best thing, bro. Whenever we up at the top, like about to just look back on this little podcast and be like, what's up with it? Like, sure. That's, the, sure. plan. that's the plan. All right. One last question for you, Mike. What kind of advice can you give to the young athletes out there trying to chase their dreams of playing D- Division One football? Grades, 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 grades is everything. If you don't have the grades, you will not go nowhere. You could be LeBron James in basketball, Zion Williamson in basketball, Tyreek Hill in football. If you don't have like a over a two, three, you're not you're not going nowhere. Grades is everything because I could have picked my school out of high school, but I didn't have the grades. Like I didn't realize it was that important. So like grades is everything, man. You could be the best player in the world, but if you don't have the grades, you're not going nowhere. Basketball kind of got lucky because they made it where you could, they lowered the draft age and they could go play overseas and go to the G League. So they got lucky. But if you're not like the top three player in the nation, you're not going to be able to do that. So grades is everything. If I had to tell any of the young kids, it's grades, bro. Grades and listen to your parents because your parents, your parents know what's best and wants what's best for you. Definitely. All right, my man, where can we all follow you at? Uh, Twitter. I think my Twitter name is Mike underscore Mikey Mitch with three Y's. So like Mikey with three Y's and underscore Mitch. And then my Instagram handle is at Shifty Mitch. All right, my man. I appreciate you hopping on the show today on such short notice. <laughs> Literally hit you up yesterday, last night, late last night, and got you on the show today. So you you know it's lit. But uh, yeah, bro, we're, I'm going to be tuned into your journey. I'm super excited for you, man. Um, I'm really excited to see how this thing whole play, this whole thing plays out for you, bro. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate yes, it. Sir.